This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you once again. Uh, we've got Mark Afalalalalo. Good day, everybody. Good day, good day, good day, good day. Good day, good day, good day, good day. Uh, Sean Priest is over there somewhere. Hello, Sean Priest. Hello, Steve. Stephen Scott, good day. I like that. That's a change. Well done. Yeah. Good day to good you. Day. That's good right. Day. Well, you know, we're Australian now. We're all good day. Good day. <laughs> yeah, you know, the show gets repeated. It gets put on podcast. You can be listening anytime and anywhere. How many of our listeners do you think listen to this in the bathroom? Oh, please. Why did you say bathroom? Unbelievable. Restroom. Oh, sorry. Okay. Restroom. Is that the official term? You're getting Mark? so politically correct with good day, good day, good day, and now you're saying the bathroom. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, that, is, that, is that politically incorrect these I, days? I, Must uh, I cancel according myself? According to Mr. Priest, it is politically incorrect. Yes. Correct. Uh, I don't want to think about our listeners in the bathroom. They're fine. I think about my listeners everywhere, Sean. All the <laughs> this time. This is going terribly in wrong. every room in the house, <laughs> including the restroom, or whatever you call it in Canada. Mark, of course, is our authority on Canada. He will tell us if we're right or wrong on these things. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. Right, right now in Canada, I don't know what's happened. Um, the world has gone uh, awry. But there is uh, probably about four inches of snow outside. Now, I must let you know that it's been beautiful. I've been outside. The kids have been on the trampoline. Um, bikes have been out. The pool is melted. Yet there is a layer of snow, but the, the sticky snowman layer of snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting day off of school today. Oh, well, that's good. As long as the kids are enjoying themselves, what do we get out of that? That's the problem. What do we get out of it? Because, you know, the thing is, working from home... I've realized this problem now. You can't take a sickie because of a snow day. You can't have a snow day anymore. You can. I mean, not because of a snow day, but but if you're not feeling well, Stephen, you can say, you know what, guys? I just can't do this. I can't make it to the basement. Yeah, you got no. you got to say the internet's not working. That's the trick. Oh, power's oh, going out. Oh, the power's going out. That's a good <laughs> that's one. That's a great one. Yeah, power's oh, out. Oh, I need to remember. Yeah, my... my, my, my <laughs> can't do it. Oh, well. I have to admit, yeah. guys, I've done the power going out thing. A couple times, not to get out of work, but to get out of things. And I was called on it once by someone I forgot that I told I had a generator. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. You're yeah. too well prepared. You I know. Say. Got to get your lies in order. So I, I said, I, I got it. I did recover. I said, oh, you know, with the backup UPS, it's something's fried. I don't know what's going on. And I have to figure that part out. Unfortunately, it caught me by surprise. Sorry. We're going to have to reschedule this important meeting. There was a time. Sean remembers this when I, we were doing a recording for something and it was quite a late recording. It was like 11 p.m. recording. And I did that thing that we all do as, you know, <clears throat> older gentlemen. Sleep through it? Uh, I, yes. I did. I slept right through the thing. <laughs> and, you know, I woke up maybe, what, half an hour late? And I wake up and the, you know that way you wake up and it's quiet. Mm. No phones are ringing. Nothing's happening. Yeah. And you realize it's quite late and you think, okay, maybe I've just, maybe I've just woken up in time. And then you realise that it's half an hour late. 30 minutes has gone by and you're looking at your phone and there's umpteen missed calls, oh. all from Sean. Yeah. And yep. what was my, my my excuse at the time was the power went out. <laughs> the power went out. Bear in mind, we never have power cuts. Did you panic or did you not even care at that point? It was like, whatever, I missed it. What am I going to do about it? Well, if the problem was that it was a show that we were recording for the next day, oh. so we had to do it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we could avoid it, right? Oh. So I had to do it. And so what happened was I say to people, I say to Sean, right, okay, so the power went out. Yeah, that's the excuse we're going to go with. And he's like, yeah, but the problem is you're on your smartphone, right? It's got a battery in it. And I'm like, yeah, but it died. It died as well. And I couldn't charge it because there was no power. You know, know, what happened to me the other day is, um, so I wake up in the morning. My routine is is fairly simple every day. I wake up at 6.45. You know, I stumble out of bed. Uh, My wife has already given the kids food. At 7.30, we leave the house. I take the kids to school. The bell rings at 8. I come home. I sit down and I drink, finish my my cup of coffee. And I'd sat down. And some days I'm so tired that I I fall asleep again in that that big chair. And it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Nothing's going on. So it's normally fine. I set a timer. And uh, so my timer was set. I missed the timer. And I wake (laughs) up very abruptly at 8.45. 
and I completely forget that I've woken up at 6.45 and I brought the kids to school. So now I think that I've woken up, I've fallen asleep mm. in the chair, and yep. I haven't taken anybody to school yet. So I'm, I'm panicking. I'm, I run upstairs, I look, I look for the kids, and they're gone. No one's here. <laughs> and then my wife wakes up in a panic because she has to get to an appointment at 9. She's panicking, and I think she's panicking for the same reason. No, no. She's panicking because she has to get to her appointment, but I, I perceive that as panic that I haven't brought the kids to school, so I go into further panic, and she looks at me and she goes, what's wrong? I'm like, the kids, the kids, where are the kids? And she just looks at me like, I can't deal with this right now. I'm, I'm, I'm late. <laughs> and I'm in my mind going, oh my God, this is getting even worse. And then I stop for a second. I'm like, wait a second. I brought them to school already, didn't I? And it slowly comes back to me, trickle by trickle, as I'm standing there in the hallway in a blubbering panic. And then I realize, <laughs> wait a second, I'm dressed. That means that I've yeah. I've gotten up already. I'm wearing my hat. I was drinking my. I'm like, well, I look at <laughs> my watch. My I'm like, oh, age forty five. I'm like, I've done this already. So this I've was completely unsubstantiated <laughs> panic. It's like memento. It really does. Hang so on, you're very quiet in all this. I'm kind of wondering what your story is going to be. No, in no, this. I haven't got one. I'm uh, I'm perfectly uh, organised yeah, well, and scheduled yeah. all day long. Yes. Yeah, right. This is Sean. I'll give you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you no, the no, story on Sean's hey, behalf. Hey, no, you've already dragged me in on the uh, the great. Oh, the power went out. A cover up. Now everyone yeah. knows. No, I want to hear. I want to hear our Sean was late story because I've got another one that's even funnier. But we'll get to that later. Well, the, the Sean is late story is always the same story. It's always the same one, which is I call Sean and he says, "What have I missed?" Every time, oh, yeah, that's yeah, how he answers a call. True. What have I forgotten? And I'm like, nothing at all other than four interviews we're meant to be doing right now. <gasps> and there's panic, and then he has to fall into a shed. Yes, yeah. but I'm always it's there. The it's just story. you got to remind me two minutes before we're actually recording anything. But that, that works. It works fine. Calendar and Sean nah, don't go together. No, I don't understand not, it. Not a mix that they have. Okay, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the last story really quickly. Not. And it goes back into my radio days, and, and I was working mornings, it was a syndicated show, so all I was doing was pushing oh. buttons. And we had a mm. news guy who was in the studio every morning. So it was just me and him every morning for like five hours. And he'd show up at four in the morning. He'd write his newscast, and I would pull pranks on him all the time. I would scare the living crap out of him all the time because it's dead quiet. It's four in the morning, five in the morning. No one's there yet. So I'd sneak up on him. I'd do all this stuff because it just entertained me. Things like attaching fishing wire to his mic so when he was reading in the newscast, I could slowly pull it away. Um, <laughs> so it, it went so far as uh, once I set the newscast on fire because he used paper from the top, from the top down at least, I was good. So he had to rush through it so it wouldn't burn. Um, lots, of, lots of fun stuff like that. But it got to a point where he just wanted payback. He wanted complete uh, really? utter payback. He was never able to That's do it because surprise. he tried and it never worked. And and here's the thing is I got in every morning like an hour before the show started. And so what he did, he he decided he was going to come in really early. He came in at two in the morning, wrote all his newscasts, got everything ready. And he hid in the garage stairwell with a with a monkey mask on his face. And that happened to be the only day in my entire career that I slept through my alarm. Oh, no. So I pull up with five minutes to spare. And he, at this point, had given up about four minutes prior after sitting there for over an hour and a half, <laughs> waiting for me, coming in early. And he didn't speak to me all morning. I'm like, what is going on? And he's like, I sat there for two and a half hours in a, a monkey, monkey mask, mask waiting for you to show up. And this is the only day in your life you come in late? <laughs> he was so angry. But- Listen, I made my shift. I just happened to be there late, and uh, he just never got never got the payback that he wanted. But I found that even even funnier for me because it was like, sorry. <laughs> isn't isn't it the hardest thing that's when you when you when you sleep in for any job, right? It's always a nightmare, right? You're always that rushing around thing. But on the radio is different because everybody knows you've done. Oh it. yeah, it's the yeah. worst thing. I woke up one morning. And my show started at seven a.m. Usually in the office by six. I wake up at eight thirty. Oh god! Wow. And it, again, silence, you know, phone isn't ringing, no alarms going off. I think, what's going on? And you know that way you think, is it a Saturday? Have I missed this? Am I confused? I, I used to do that. I used to wake up on a Saturday and get ready and ready to go to work and realize it was the wrong day. But no, this particular morning, 8.30 in the morning, loads of missed calls, but I hadn't heard any of them because the phone wasn't silent. The alarm didn't go off, the usual, right? And of course, I have to call the office and tell them 
Uh, I'm on my way. Yeah, they know know that you've missed it. Yeah, they know. It's like, I know. Because the guy who's been there for 19 hours is now there for 22. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, you you just that whole day, you you may as well just forget it. You may as well just say, you know, I'm not even coming in today. I'm not even doing it because. Everyone, I that's called in sick. No one got the message. About. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm off today, guys. What are you talking about? Well, not maybe here today. Uh, listen, we've got lots to talk about today on the show. We're going to be talking about Elon Musk and Twitter. I know uh, Mark has got plenty to say on that, as do our listeners. We're going to get to that. And uh, also uh, lots more besides ransomware, a big topic on our Double Tap TV episode this week. We're going to get into that. How safe are we online and how, what should we do to protect ourselves online? It's something we talked about on the TV show. We'll continue that conversation here on Double Tap Canada. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. It is. It is. I don't know why she always sounds surprised. I'm going to change that. Well, I say I'm going to change it. Mark, can we change that? We've been saying that for about six months. We can change anything you want. I mean, we've got a new season coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing some really cool things, some, some stuff with video. I oh yeah, no, that's not, fun, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving out any secrets here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we should change things up. Maybe get some new music. More than four tracks for Stephen to play with. <laughs> I know it will be confusing, but it can be done. I can't. I can't do more than four. I've only so many buttons here. You've got a stream I deck. I know it's deal a big stream deck, that. right? The big one. I bet you can do at least sixteen. I have yeah. the big stream deck. Yeah. Do you know the problem with the stream deck, right? I mean, it's it's an, a completely inaccessible tool, right? Um, and here's the thing. It's, it's, it's totally inaccessible, but, you know, you have to get someone to basically put the little uh, tracks or whatever you want on it or set the buttons up or whatever it is you want to do. Uh, so that's a bit of a nuisance. But once everything's set, it's okay. The problem with the Stream Deck is it works like a folder structure. So you can hit a button. That could be a folder. You could go into a folder. Yeah, I've never gone buttons that far The whole thing changes. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you do that and you forget, you're suddenly whacking on the buttons and nothing's happening yeah. because you've forgotten you haven't come up a level into the folder thing. But I will say... I just wish Elgato, I wish Elgato, I wish Rode, I wish all these companies that create all this brilliant software for podcasters and, you know, streamers and all that, I wish they would just take a bit more time and make it more accessible because so many people would benefit from this, Sean. I mean, we, we've dabbled in it, but it's it's just a nightmare, isn't it? No, there's no excuse. Elgato Have you ever is... reached out to them? Like, have you ever reached out to them saying, hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm low vision. I think that there's some improvements you can do. Um, I'm, I'm more than willing to give you some advice. Ever ever get any feedback that was positive do, do, like that, or people just kind of ignore the, it? The problem is that you know I, my power went out, and um, <laughs> you know when, when the power went out, I just you know I, I couldn't send an email. Personally, I haven't contacted Elgato at all. I've never used their products. I know they're not accessible, and they're a bit pricey for my liking. But Road, on the other hand, Steve, I'm sure you've contacted Road before, Stephen. I have. Uh, the yeah, Road, I've uh, the Roadcaster, Road. yeah. was it the Podcaster uh, mixer? I know it was, it was the Roadcaster Pro. Roadcaster, it is called that. Which is the, the big mixer, and it's, it's a really good piece of kit. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. It's got that touch screen in it. Um, the software's not accessible. So, you know, again, this is why I, I go on about Ira all the time. Ira is such a great thing because, yeah, it just lets you... I mean, look, there's two things you can do as a blind person. You can either uh, struggle with it and try and find a workaround, as a lot of blind people do, and that's fine. I just get someone else to do it. Yeah. And I know that's so not. Is, I, know, I know some people. Oh, that's not very independent. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, I just need to get stuff done. No, yeah, absolutely. Is where, right. You know, the companies that that build with accessibility in mind obviously are are succeeding quite well because they're not worrying about this after the fact, and and that's the yeah. pain in the ass, right? They're not worrying about it after the fact. And I get, you know, I can get from your perspective. And there's a lot of companies that I, I should probably reach out to about various things. And I'm like, well, they're not going to listen to me, so why should I bother? I, I, right? I feel but exactly you know what? The same way. You never know unless you try. No, you're right. You're right. Because you there are know. companies like like tons of companies that I've spoken to, uh, as 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 someone who who doesn't have low vision, and I've said, hey, you know, this isn't accessible because you know my 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 friend Stephen is trying to use it. Um, we're happy to help. Like we're not asking for compensation here. We just use the service, and if it was accessible, it would be more useful to a lot of people. And and they've been responsive to it. So, you know, you never know unless they ask. Yeah, you know, like we talked about in the radio days before, you know, I remember all the radio playout systems I used to use. None of them were accessible. None of them. And it was a really, a really annoying thing. And, and there's only one company I know of. I don't even know the company name, Sean, but the, the 
product is called Station Playlist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, actually, I don't know the company. Australian company, I think. Right? It was is Australian it? company. I think so. Oh, it's been no, around for years. It was one of the more, right? more rudimentary one of the more rudimentary companies. Yeah. But you know, listen, listen. All Not I, the most sexiest I... of software, which is why a lot of stations don't touch it, right? They like, they like RCS, yeah. they like dial it, they like, you know. Yeah, but it works, like whatever right? else, It know? works, it's accessible. I mean, uh, so many people use it for internet radio. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But that's the point, you know, if there's an accessible option, I just think I wish bigger companies would focus more. And it's interesting. The more you dig in, the more you dig into these companies, the more you start playing with the software, you realize what's working and what's not. And when you find something that works, it's like, hallelujah. But, you know, at the same token, there's not a huge amount. Elgato Road, these are companies that are making products for everyday people, streamers who, you know, content creators who want to use all this stuff. And I think lots of blind people are wanting to get into this space yeah. and are just finding it difficult because of the products that are just not accessible enough. All I can say is just don't be afraid to reach out. I know it's frustrating too. Mm. Like I know it's like, it's like, why that? Why should I have to do this? Like I shouldn't have to do this. It should just work for everybody. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. And it's frustrating, but sometimes they just don't realize it. And you might be that one person that, that opens that door for everybody else who who is also hesitant to make that call. So we we did an episode about this. I don't yeah. know if you remember this one. We did an episode about an app called Just Press Record, which was a recording app for the iPhone and that and the Apple Watch. And it was a, a member of the blind community who got in touch with the company to say, look, this app sounds amazing. It's exactly what I want for recording music and recording stuff, maybe recording the guitar or whatever it was he was doing. And he said, but it's just not accessible. And they spent so much time with this guy, making sure it was accessible, and even went further. Like, even on the Apple Watch, the app itself is designed so that when you have voiceover turned on, a different layout comes up just for voiceover users. Oh, brilliant. When you turn voiceover off, it goes back to a nice, shiny, fancy, you know, lots of graphics moving around. Yeah. Sexy look. But, you know, you don't need that if you're using voiceover. You just want it to be functional. And they they did that. They put that that skin on it. And, you know, it's, it's that kind of... Um, you, you'll find developers who might never respond. I've gone back to a couple of developers, one recently actually, who came back to me about a product, and they were just they were very nice about it, and they're like, yeah, I don't really know anything about all this stuff, and you know, good luck to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, what does that mean? I forget it. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, it happens, right? Because not everyone gets it. And I think also what's important to say is don't go in with the expectation that people will just know what accessibility means. No, yeah, don't. I bet before you worked with us, Mark, I bet you thought accessibility was just the ability to to use it, essentially, right? Be available price-wise. Price can be an accessible factor. Yeah, listen, you know what? Working, doing a lot of stuff with AMI really opened my eyes, no pun intended, um, to to a lot of to to a lot of (laughs) a lot of the issues out there. Um, Yeah. So, and and that's what's kind of cool. And this is a perfect segue for me to mention that uh, AMI's uh, Connect event is coming up. By the way, guys. Oh, very, oh, very nice. Yeah, very nice. I know. Look at that. Well done, eh? Professional. Uh, Wednesday, May 4th from 1 to 2.30 Eastern. Um, learn more about AMI. You can, you know, the, the whole mission really is to increase diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion in the media and because it's important. And this is exactly what we're talking about. Um, mm. So they're going to be doing a one-on-one chat with social media influencer Molly Burke, who was on our town hall last season. Fantastic. And then you'll be the first to see the debut episode of AMI's newest television series, In mm. Focus. Very, very cool. Plus, there's going to be a live panel Hang on, discussion. is the show in focus, or is it called in focus? The show is called in be. focus. It will be and in is focus, it in focus as well. As well. Excellent. Be in focus just just well. checking. Uh, and then they're going to have a panel discussion afterwards, led by, now with Dave Brown host, guess who? Dave Brown. No gonna, way. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be cool. So uh, do, do check Ross. that out. Uh, uh, you know, listen, Kelly McDonald's going to be there. Uh, lots of other fun AMI folks. So check it out, ami.ca slash connect. Uh, <clears throat> our... Um, are we invited this year? No, we're not invited nope. this year, thankfully. Right, okay, fine. Right. I mean, we're not well, invited that's this that's the year. last you'll ever hear about that event on this show. <laughs> I had fun um, last year. Actually, I had fun, fun with it last year. <laughs> we had so much fun. We had, we did have so much fun. We clearly had too much fun. They they even, you, know what, you know what? Afterwards, and Sean, I'm sorry about this, but they wanted yeah. to pay us for it. <gasps> yeah, that's Do you remember right. Remember that? Yeah, They're I like, uh, that, yeah. where should we uh, send an invoice? We're like, invoice? That was too much fun. We can't we can't do that. So I think no. we set. what happened is we set a precedent that uh, we're not going to get paid for this stuff, and somehow that has managed to ban us from these events. I don't know what's going on. I thought we'd have been first you in the You know what I think queue. it is? Yeah. I know what it is. It's because we have the town halls coming up. 
Ah, uh, yes. We'll yeah, talk, we'll, another we'll, opportunity we'll talk to talk about, about that, that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That, yeah, but well, since we're not part of the Connect thing, we're definitely going to talk about the, the town hall. Um, okay, let's talk about Twitter, right? Because Twitter, this Ooh. is all moving very fast at the moment, right? So Elon Musk was in, then he was out, now he's in well, again. Hey, I, he's so Elon Musk buys 9.2% stake in Twitter, which is yeah, the highest billion. amount. If you look at all the board members combined, they don't even have like 2% of the entire company, including Jack Dorsey. Uh, so he buys this majority stake, starts talking about stuff, and Twitter says, oh, we're going to put Elon Musk on the board. Then they renege, or Elon says, no, I don't want to be on your board. Go away. And instead, I want to offer you a 20% bonus over your stock price, and I want to go private with the entire company and buy it over. And they're like, ah, uh, bah, bah, bah. so they respond saying, well, <laughs> we, we have to look at this offer because it's an offer, and we have to do what's in the best interest of our board. Then over the weekend, they enact a, a, basically this, they call it a poison pill, which is basically something in their bylaws that allow shareholders to buy more shares of the company should someone come in and try to do a takeover bid like this. However, in the meantime... Musk, yeah. You know, Jack Dorsey, the original, the founder of Twitter, right? He comes in and says, you guys are all idiots. You should really look at this offer. This is really kind of a, a good, not only is he offering you 20% over the actual price of the stock right now, but don't forget, he also bumped the stock by 10% just talking about this. So really, yeah. it's a 30% bonus here in the first place. <laughs> and he's going out there saying, you should really pay attention to this. This might be a, a worthwhile offer. So lots of people talking about this, especially in the business world, because it's somewhat unprecedented, and people don't even believe that he would necessarily follow through and even buy the company. But if anybody has the resources to do it, Elon Musk is the man to do it. Well, well you know, the yeah, richest. Well, sorry, sorry, Stephen, the richest man in the world. I know. Hmm. I, I, that always changes for me. I, I don't know if I'm too old now, but it, it used to be Bill Gates. Is that yeah. not right? And then it was um, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bezos for a while. Yeah. There's a couple so of savvy it, princes that are out there that are pretty uh pretty high up there that we don't yeah. really talk about. But but uh, it's it's Mr. Musk now, is he? He's top of the heap. Um, I believe so. I believe that he is the richest man in the world. Which I, I know where you're going with this too, because I had this conversation <laughs> yesterday morning with with Dave Brown, and I, and I said, you know, it's interesting. You know, it's an interesting concept here. But the fact that someone just has the resources to say, I don't like what you're doing. I'm just going to buy you. Yes, that exactly. kind of bothers me a bit. It bothers me. And it bothers me because Elon Musk is this guy who over the past year has emerged as this not necessarily philanthropic. That's not the word here, right? Because he's making money off of all of his endeavors. He's making money off of Tesla, but he's pushing the greener initiative, right? He's trying to push the whole yeah. climate change thing. He's uh, pushing you know, space exploration. Like if it wasn't for SpaceX – you know, other companies wouldn't be hopping on board, whether they're doing space tourism or trying to get, you know, further science, um, yeah. you know, but he's making money there. And then you look at something like Starlink and the stuff he's done with the Ukraine to give them access to Internet, all really good things for the world, you know. And then yeah. he comes up and says, I don't like Twitter because you can't say what you want. You're blocking people's rights. I'm going to buy you and change it. Ah, it kind of negates all the other stuff for a little bit in my mind. It kind of poisons. It poisons well. the water or the impression of him. Depends, though, yeah. doesn't it? Does it I depend on what what his goal is? Is it to make it freer? Is it to you know champion free speech? Well, we that's, what that's what he how, says. That's what he says. How free? But well, hang on, how free is it at the moment? Right? I mean, it's it's a private company at the moment, right? No, it's a public. It's a public company now. Right. Um, so what does that mean? Uh, it just means that there are shareholders. And you can buy stocks yeah. and and that they have to answer to boards and they have to follow certain rules. But and what would that? What would it mean if he goes private? If he goes private, it means he can do whatever he wants and doesn't have to answer to anybody. Okay. Doesn't have to, have to deal with shareholders, that... doesn't have to deal with SEC filings. He can really right. do whatever he wants. And his issue is, is that, you know, yes, Twitter seems like this nice open forum for people to talk about stuff. But as we've seen with Donald Trump and other media personalities out there, they are very quick to silence people when their quote unquote terms of services are are not met. So if you say something or anything that goes against their terms of services, they have the right to just terminate your account or suspend you. And he doesn't like that. He doesn't like the fact that that, that really goes against Can I, true can I say something here? I, I, I've got to say this, right? I mean, I, I am so bored of this conversation, especially around not not <laughs> not the conversation about me, but, but the, this this bigger point about the the uh, the cancellation of people's speech and, and free speech and all the rest of it. The truth is, Twitter itself is its own cancel culture, 
And, you know, it really irritates me how people are able to shut other people down on this network. And I mean, aside anything else, it is now becoming the screaming network. It's just a screaming network. People go on, you say good morning, and you have 10 replies immediately. No, it's not morning. How dare you? Like you and your <laughs> yes. white privilege dare to come on here and say good morning. Good morning. And you just think, oh, come on, guys. And that, to me, There's people negates... starving in the world. How dare you call it good? But that surely breaks some terms of service, right? Or, or at least begins to... I, I, I'm not saying we need to police, or maybe we do need to police it, but I don't know how you police it. Maybe that's what Elon Musk wants to do. Maybe he wants yeah. to make it a fairer place. But let's be fair about this. The reason all that stuff bubbles up is because the algorithm pushes it that way. There are two sides to this, right? It takes two to tango. There are people putting in the, you know, good morning, and then there's someone else replying to that. But equally, there's an algorithm pushing the hate up the list. Uh, yeah. And that's a problem. That's an, that's an issue that does need to be resolved. You know, as as I said yesterday with Dave, I, I mean, I just, I don't know why he even cares about Twitter. It's, it's, it's not even... A today's man's social media network anymore. No. It is so. It is so yesterday. If you look at the millennials and the the current generation of people that are using social media, Twitter is probably not even in their top ten. No, that's true. That's very you know, true. With TikTok and everything else emerging, just let it let it go. Let it slowly let it sail let it off. Go. With Twitter's with become Titanic, that uncle go. at the dinner table that you invite <laughs> over for a meal and you kind of wish you didn't. Yeah, smells yeah. like cabbage. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's very specific, Sean. That's wow, that's specific. really, really uh, he's got Hello, issues. Uncle John. Sorry about that. He won't listen. Anyway, so... He's too busy raging at the machine. <laughs> Elon has said himself, I don't even know if I could pull this off. He doesn't know if he could raise the no. cash for that. He talks because... a little bit too quickly, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, this story is changing just, like, minute by minute almost. Yeah. It's incredible. But it does show... I don't know. I, I'm never quite sure what to make of um, Mr. Musk. <laughs> I'm never quite sure. One minute I think, yes, you are the future. And the next minute I think, why are you saying that? You're crazy. It's really, um, I don't he's think, out I don't there. think saying he wants to buy Twitter is the craziest thing Elon Musk has ever said. Oh, no, said. no, no, no. I'm thinking of some of the attacks he's done on people, on some of the things he says on uh, on Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But, I don't that, want to go but that's there, what but... free speech is, right? That's If, that's, yeah, if you want free speech, you've got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a for free speech. You know, I'm I'm happy to hear the other side. I'm not gonna like it. I'm not gonna say that suddenly I'm over the moon to hear that there are right wingers out there who want to do harm and all the rest. I, I, I don't like it. But at the same token, if you shut them down, then they give us that gives them the right to shut us down. And I'm not for that. Yeah. I I'm actually with you. keeping it in the open, keeping the conversation up and out in the open is a good thing because we do not want another I mean, it didn't really go anywhere, but we don't want another Trump social. Or what was that other one? Remember, there was but another one for a while. But that's the challenge with free speech, right? Free speech mm -hmm. means anybody can say anything and there's no consequence for it, right? Yeah. It means you could say whatever you want because that's what's on your mind and everybody should respect that. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're human beings. We have feelings and people's feelings will get hurt and somebody will say the wrong thing. Somebody will go out and say something that offends somebody. And that's what starts the snowball effect or the domino effect. And it just well, offense, ends up... Offense is, offense is nonsense, right? I mean, that's just a... Well, people love to be, oh, I'm offended. People wake up offended these days. I mean, it's just they're <laughs> waiting to be offended. And I just, I've got no time for these people. It's like, just, you know, go and do what you want to do. I think, though, free speech does and should have consequence. Yeah, I was going to pick up on true. that point as well. I yeah, think it I think does it have, have some kind of consequence. I don't know what it is, but you know, I'm not saying we hang people for it. But I think you know, people do need to. You heard be it here first. Stephen Scott says hang people for it. <laughs> That's free speech for you. That's, That's free where speech. It leads. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking. Hang on, just checking my ear. No. No, we can't say that. Okay, no, that's no, fine. No, just moving on from that. I think there's a furious. There's a difference between opinion, right, and and people disagree, and there's some. You know, disgusting opinions out there and views, but I think the big thing is when when people just lie on there. I think that is black and white. I think you can say, okay, you've posted something that is factually incorrect, and we we're not going to allow that because you know there's some agenda for you lying about that. And that so, was the ha and that's what happened, isn't it? Because we saw that with we saw that with elections, we saw fake news coming in, but now it's a case of I mean, with coronavirus, it's accelerated that. I mean, fake news is as much a pandemic in our world as the virus itself. 
you know, yeah. that's the reality we're now in. And and people get their news. I mean, people tell me, I, I, I'm, I'll never forget this, uh, talking to a friend of mine and she said, you know, I got all my news from Facebook. And I'm like, really? Terrifying. You get your Terrifying. news from Facebook? I mean, hang on, news? Facebook? <laughs> yeah, but what if that's that... That's not a thing. What if they just subscribe to the, uh, or follow the, uh, you know, I don't know, Reuters news thing or... Reuters news. Know. I'm a big fan of Reuters news. Reuters news. Oh, no, there's... <laughs> so no, there's like something fi- from this deep south. No, there's... <laughs> shut up. There's official <laughs> news sources out there. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, it's so hard to tell what's official and what's, trust- what's trusted and what's not, isn't it? Oh, got well, no yeah. idea. Well, the problem, I mean, look, the problem is... Like everything in life, right? You know, all conspiracy theories start with a kernel of truth. That's the problem. Yeah. So if, if you start with the, the as, as a conspiracy theory is now that all news networks are biased, there's a kernel of truth in that. They all they all have a bias to of some type. God, they all start the, with a bias. I miss the days of Walter Cronkite, man. Exactly. Where you just come on, read you the, got news, the news, the facts, let you figure out what your opinion is. No opinion whatsoever. No yeah. 17 analysts from every part of government from this left, right. I mean, anybody who says that journalism today is not biased is just full of it. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, the second you bring in anybody to give an opinion or it's a opinion journalism, then it's yeah. no longer than you're picking a side. You're picking a yeah. side or you're presenting the sides, and, and there's automatic bias. There's no – I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. I, listen, I like watching CNN – I like, you know, I like various news networks, but they are clearly on the Democratic side of things. They admit it. It's it's there. I get it. But it's like that's not journalism anymore. It doesn't exist. The closest thing is probably probably BBC from my perspective. Yeah. Re, you know, hearing about North American news from BBC's perspective seems to mm-hmm. be the most unbiased. I'm sure you guys would disagree probably when it comes to your own politics. I'm sure well, they're biased on certain I wouldn't, aspects. But there. I know many people who would. Yeah. <laughs> so, BBC uh, is slightly again, different. It's all, it's all very local in that regard. Yeah. Well, all politics are local in that regard. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's true because you know, you know, here in the UK, the, the BBC is by many held up as you know an institution that is is you know there to tell the truth. Many people see it as a state uh, government mouthpiece. Some people see it as biased, and of course, you know, then you have all the internal politics of Scotland versus England, which you know, creates a whole other level of bias. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But you know, at the end of the day, I would much rather trust the BBC for my news, that you know, or, or you know, than than Facebook. You know, I'm, I mean, CNN's interesting to me. Why is it in CNN everything's breaking news? Why is everything breaking news? I don't, on I CNN? don't know. I don't know. It's I uh, breaking you put news. on right now, and it'll no, be it's, breaking it's, news. It's a joke at this point. I see it all the time. Like, why is this breaking news? It's only <laughs> not breaking news bro- when it's some kind of everything's broken. At CNN. Yeah, yeah. everything's broken. Uh, right, stick around. We're going to talk about ransomware next, and uh, we're going to discuss how to keep ourselves safe online. Uh, some scary stories going on at the minute uh, from people who have been caught out, including our own Mark Aflalo. His testimony was on uh, the show <gasps> on Double Tap TV. We'll hear more about that. What are we talking about next? <laughs> He's terrified. He's terrified. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. Yeah, so this week on Double Tap TV, we talked all about ransomware. Terrifying topic. Uh, for anybody, I mean, you know, the thing is, I, I think about computers, I think about viruses. That's the first thing I always tend to go to. I always think, oh, I hope I don't download a virus. And, you know, these days, I, I don't know how easy it is to get a virus on your computer. Because, I, I mean, I go through my Apple App it's Store still, and my I mean, Mac. It's and, still pretty... Listen, it's, on it's a Mac, it's harder. Secure. It is harder on a Mac. Yeah. Um, just because of the way the architecture is of the system and the fact that there's less dependencies. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to Windows, the way Windows works is, you know, it, it, everything really does latch on to the operating system. That's the best way I can describe it. It's almost like this this octopus where you've got the, the main body in the middle here, which is your operating system, and programs work off dependencies to that operating system through the tentacles. So if something infects one little element of the operating system, it can affect lots of things on the computer. And it's harder, therefore, to get rid of it because if you delete that, that could be a dependency for something else in the system. So that's uh, probably, I, I guess, that's a, is, Sean, do you think that's a fair assessment? That's that probably good the, the best analogy I've ever heard. Yes, you're Thank killing you. the okay. octopus Thank at you. some killing. point. Um, Don't whereas, kill octopus. Octopus whereas on a Mac, is that octopi? 
you be quiet. Whereas on a Mac, it's harder because everything's independent. I mean, if you think about a Mac, what's attractive about it is you can download a program, okay? It sits on your desktop. You can run it, use it, and then when you close it, it's done. You know, so if one program crashes, like, you know, we use the Adobe suite. We use Premiere and Photoshop. If one program crashes, because there's no dependency on anything else, it doesn't affect anything else. That's what makes yeah. it more stable at the end of the day. That's what makes the yep. operating system more stable and less prone to malicious malware release spreading throughout the system. That being said, ransomware is very different. Ransomware is someone getting into your computer normally by getting your passwords or convincing you to let you in, to let them in, in some kind of deceiving way, meaning they send you an email saying, oh, oh, PayPal, we uh, we see this malicious transaction. Click here to log in. <laughs> and you're not really logging into PayPal. You're giving them your information. And if they're quick enough to act and use that information to get into your banking or something else and then change your password so you can't get it, that's ransomware. They're holding that information for ransom. And it doesn't have to be on your computer. That could be one, you know, if they get a, a, a hold of your PayPal you know, account, you know, and your bank accounts are linked to it, they could start taking money out, you know. So that's ransomware. Yeah. They'll, they'll send you an email saying, hey, uh, I've got access to this. Here's the proof. If you don't pay me X amount of Bitcoin, I'm going to exploit you or I'm going to send it to all my friends or something to that effect. So that's ransomware where they hold something of value that you have for ransom. And it becomes even bigger, uh, bigger deal when it comes to big corporations who have databases of personal information, of usernames and passwords. And, you know, you know Chase Bank, if they get you know hacked and someone says, I have this for ransom, they're likely to pay, pay that ransom because they want that information back. But at the end of the day, if they pay that ransom, Who's to say they're actually destroying that information or still not going to use that down the road? That's why ransomware is important. And that's why a lot of companies, even though it's annoying to the employees, will do monthly checks on people, will send out fake emails to see if they catch people and then force you into mm. a training. I got nailed by that the other day. And I knew it was phishing. I knew it was an email. I knew it was wrong. But on an iPhone, it's even harder to get any kind of you know ransomware or anything. On an iPhone, the, the one of the tricks they tell you when it gets to an email is hover over a link. And you guys know this because when you when you use a screen reader, it tells you the link. So right away, you're actually more more likely to catch that. Hover over yeah. a link, you'll see where it's going to. Oh, this is clearly not going to PayPal. Well, on an iPhone, if you want to hover over a link, you have to kind of press and hold it and see where it's about to open, and then you let go. But that counts as a click. Yeah. That's the equivalent oh, of really? clicking it. Yeah, yeah. On a, but, on a, but on a desktop, you can just hover over it. And because it counted as a click, I wanted to verify. I'm like, ah, yeah, and I immediately sent it to the security department at the company, but they immediately said, sorry, we caught you. Now go do this half-hour training. I'm like, you didn't <laughs> catch me. On the contrary, <laughs> I was reporting this to you. Mm. You've got a flaw in your system, which is that on iOS, if people try to figure out what the link is, you're counting it as a click. So they said, sorry, you still got to go through the trading, which I did. And I think it's important for companies to do this kind of stuff and to teach people what to look out for, because not everybody is savvy enough to understand what's out there. And more importantly, don't really understand the full effects that it could have when it comes to a major corporation. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's so frightening when you when you hear about this, isn't it? I, I watched a program the other week, and I don't know if you would class this as ransomware. I'd be interested in your take on this. But someone was able to get into their smartphone. So they were able to actually see what was going on on the smartphone. They were able to, and the whole point of this, I guess, was to get information. So for example, every tap and click that the person was doing, um, they were able to see. So I guess uh, when they were going in, I think the intention was when they were going into the bank, they were able to see the key presses so they could mm. tell what the username was or the password was. I mean, that's terrifying, isn't it? That people can see that. This was a show that was actually telling people you know, trying to sort of get ahead of the scammers a little bit, so they could get in before. Is that the same as ransomware? Is that is that in the same category, or is that just is that just under scam? Um, I'd say it's under scam. I mean, yeah. ransomware does have a specific. Uh, uh, you have to hold something of value. Description, and yeah. That, money I mean, for you're it. holding something to ransom, right? Usually, yeah. it's data, so it's encrypted, and you can't have your data back until you pay us. You know, how many Bitcoin? Mm. That's usually the, the thing with that. When, when something where we're talking keyloggers and, you know, spying on what you're doing, we're talking... Uh, hacking, that's, I guess. that's hacking, and that's, that's something called rats as well, remote access terminals or ro remote access yeah. Trojans. So, uh, and let me guess, that was got... an Android phone, right? Yes. That was an, uh, yes. No, that was an iPhone, I've... I think. I'm pretty was sure it? Was an iPhone, really? Yeah, I think wow. it was. I'd love yeah. to see how that's they figured that unusual. one out because that's hard. Yeah. 
This is one of the benefits. And when Apple argues and people complain about the fact that their ecosystem is closed and you can't sideload apps, Mm. this is why they do it. It's for stuff like this. It's exactly for stuff like this. And the biggest danger is that, of course, we all think, well, I'm too clever. They'll never catch me out with something like that. And, you know, I guarantee you, I've, I've nearly done it a thousand times. It wasn't as so I thought, oh, I'm going to double check this. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, there's, it's not just, you know, oh, it's, it only happens to people who don't know or stupid people because that just isn't the case. No, I think there's always the idea that it's older people that get this um, or, you know, it's, it's people who just don't know or, you know, just click it randomly on stuff. And, and I think yeah. there's, there's, there's some truth in that, of course. But, you know, we can all be, We've. All, I think all of us at one point or another has been caught by, you talked about it on the show this week, Mark, and people should go and listen to that story. Because, you know, again, you know, someone like Mark, right, he knows everything, right? And we're just like, oh, right, he, he, get, he get conned. Um, <laughs> it happens, you know, it, it can happen to all of us. I remember the first time I think I heard about this whole ransomware thing, and I can't remember what show it was, but it was a TV show. I think it was at Sony or Paramount or something, or was it HBO. One of them had been uh, hacked, I think. It was at Game of Thrones, I think it might have been. They managed to get. Oh, hang on a second. I think you're talking. No, no. This was a Sony hack that was, was uh, many many years ago. It was the film, the Kim Jong Un film. The, the yes, it was the interview. Oh, the interview. Yes, Remember, the interview. they were hacked. Um, yeah, uh, purportedly by China to try and stop the release of this film. They say yeah. it was China because eventually they came out saying that if you if you release this film, then there'll be major attacks on your theaters. Some theaters did release it. Some theaters didn't. But in this hack, they released a lot of information, a lot of emails, a lot of paperwork. And one of them was an episode of Game of Thrones that came out. Right. Another right, was right. an email from the head of Sony in which they uh, they were uh, – so it was a whole celebrity element of this where they were complaining against, against a couple of celebrities being difficult. A lot of stuff came out in the light with that hack. And one of uh, – it was Game of Thrones. One of them was an episode of Game of Thrones. Jeez, I hope they never get into the AMI servers and, you know – we find out what people really think of us. <laughs> yeah, but people tell us directly what they think of us, so it's fine. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that. They're pretty straightforward about their <laughs> yeah. hatred towards us. I'm not. Yeah. We I get joke. told. Yeah, yeah. I'm we're not joke. really. There's no. There's no secrets here. Uh, well, listen. If you've got any uh, feedback for us, we do love getting feedback, and we're going to get to some of that in a moment. If you uh, do want to get in touch, we uh, welcome it. Of course, uh, we have uh, these wonderful things called voiceovers, uh, who will tell you the wonderful ways for you to get involved. It means that I don't need to remember anything. Isn't that brilliant, guys? Beautiful. <laughs> it's the future, I tell you. Like I said before, the future. If in, doubt, if in doubt, get someone else to do it for you. That's the future. Uh, stick around, lots more to come. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. It's the final run tune. That's Woo-hoo! what I call this the final run to the Beverly end. Hillbillies. I love that piece of music. <laughs> Always makes me smell. Uh, right, let's get our emails in because uh, we get emails in. And actually, uh, Rebecca has got in touch with us regarding our conversation uh, on uh, Elon Musk and Twitter over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, she writes, I'm puzzled at Twitter's response. If someone at Twitter doesn't like Elon Musk, then why do they allow him to buy ownership in the company? I'm concerned about any one person having complete control over Twitter or any other social media company because of the power that individual could have over information. However, as you rightly point out, we're supplying the data these companies use. Twitter and Facebook are not impartial information brokers, as they do not protect the democratic process. Elon Musk's rhetoric about trust in Twitter and free speech trouble me because these terms are misused by politicians on all sides. Social media companies are private entities, and I wish people would stop and consider that. She makes a point, you know, even even if a company is a public company, they're still private entities at the end of the day. They still have their terms of services, and we're just buying into parts of it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's but, a good um, point. Yeah, the whole free speech rhetoric, it's just... Just it's kind of lost on me when it comes to stuff like this because. Is it, I mean, I often wonder: is there actually ever really free speech? I mean, as much as we say it, as much as we talk about it, and you know, I don't know what it's like. I mean, I know in America, for example, they've got it enshrined in the Constitution, um, which of course was delivered by Jesus, you know, several hundred years ago. Um, that's fact, right there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and listen, you heard it on the radio. That means it's fact. May or um, may not be actual fact. <laughs> <laughs> These facts could be disputed at any time and will be. Uh, but no, <laughs> um, but that's enshrined there. Is that the case in Canada? Do you have the similar kind of, like, is it enacted oh, in Oh, I'm, I'm not a politician. I have no friggin' idea when it comes to I'm sure there's something that says you're entitled to some kind of free speech of some kind. But I mean, at the end of the day, what is free speech if everybody has the opportunity to kind of bash it down, right? 
You know, well, that's, that's why true, yeah. mm-hmm. that's why it's always a big deal when a celebrity or someone who has influence or following says something they should or shouldn't do. Um, it becomes bigger than life because they are bigger than life and it becomes a bigger issue, even though it really shouldn't be at the end of the day. That's what kind of pisses me off here is like, uh, why don't waste your money on Twitter, Elon? Like, seriously, just put your money somewhere else. Buy another uh, start a start a social network. Buy Instagram. I don't know. Buy TikTok. Like, it just it, it no. Like you want to, yeah, buy Twitter and burn it down. Just burn the whole you thing down. It, buy it so you can forget just, it. You know what? Take your Shut money, it down. put it in an incinerator, and just go. <laughs> just and burn just the go. money. Just, we don't. We don't need. Just. It just. I don't. I don't. Do you think it. it's ever going to change now? Though this this sort of this I think society we're be in this cycle now. forever. Yeah, but there's always you know one side against another and fake oh, news, yeah. fake news. I, I don't know I just can't see an that. end to it anymore. No, I don't know how you go. I mean, I, it does. I mean, I'm kind of joking around when I say, you know, you put up a good morning and then hate follows, but it's not dissimilar to that. No, uh, it's it, not. It, it seems to be, it, we're just, people are, People seem to be hyped up. And I think the problem is that the reason you can't change it is because it really was always there. This is, I mean, it's not like this is some kind of new behavior from people. It's just that people have got an outlet for it. You know, so the people who talk about crimes that we maybe wouldn't have heard about 50 or even 40, even 30 years ago as much. We would know about them, but they were very much in the shadows. Now they're out in the open. People are more aware of it. I mean, the Me Too movement, for example, brought out all of the, the, the crimes and the, the things that guys did to women over the years. The point is, that was always there. It's just that we're talking about it now. There's an outlet. Yeah. People are able to talk about it. And that's, and that's a good thing. That's a great thing. But the problem is that the more you... The idea that it's somehow we can put the genie back in the box, or bottle, I guess, in the case of a genie. Yeah, what genie um, is in a box that you live in? Do you see my Aladdin? Come on. It came, from, it came from Amazon, right? It was an Amazon genie. <laughs> came in a the box. lamp in a box. <laughs> you rub the box, it came out, um, oh, and you can never get them back in the same way again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just, you know, it just it seems to me you're never going to change this. So there you go. Anyway, that's sad news. But I want to end on a happy note, although I don't know if this is NAB a happy is note. NAB is a happy note. NAB is excited because it's, it's, yes. it's NAB you're this so week. excited for, about this. I am, I am because I've never been to an NAB show. NAB is an association is of broadcasters, National Thank Association you. of Broadcasters. It's one of the big broadcast conferences. And the reason I'm excited about it and people are going, who cares about broadcast? No, no. This is where DJI announces cool stuff. This is where Rode uh, comes out with new stuff. This oh, is where uh, Blackmagic comes out with new stuff. So anybody who uses a camera these days or any kind of audio visual podcasters, like it's become a much bigger deal because of the podcast movement. And there's lots of cool stuff being announced. We've already seen Blackmagic come out with a whole bunch of professional grade stuff. But the funny thing is, yes, they talk about all this pro grade stuff, but that always trickles down to the consumer grade stuff, the stuff that we're not going to spend $4,000 in, the stuff we'll spend $400 in on. And and that starts as of, you know, when we record this show, it's starting now. It's going to be this weekend. We're going to see a lot of really cool announcements. We've seen a lot of stuff from Blackmagic. I'm excited to see other companies, um, the, the software services that are out there that help podcasters and broadcasters that I hope to see some updates on. It's really, really cool. I'd love to be there, you know, in person, but I don't want to be near people. Fair well, enough. As, as, yeah, is that a general view or just people just don't want to be near you, Mark? Well, uh, you know, I do want to be near people, but I only want to do it if you're going to be in the Regina, Saskatchewan area towards the end of oh, May. Oh, he's oh, good, isn't he? He's, he's good fantastic. at this. Fantastic, professional. It's not bad, eh? I'm so proud of myself. I tell you, you, you should do this professionally. <laughs> I, I recommend. I, really, it. I should. I should really do this. Uh, we're doing a town hall. You guys are invited. So if you want to, if you want to, and you happen to be in the uh, Regina area towards the end of May or on May thirty first in particular, we've already got a couple emails. Do send us an email, feedback at ami.ca, and we'll get you on the guest list. But you have to be ready to get involved. Town halls are about your involvement. We want to know what is on your mind. We're going to be talking all about working at home and COVID, what the future of work is going to look like. Lots of fun stuff are going to happen. We're going to hit the stage. I'm going to be there. Steven's going to be there. We're working on, there's some issues with Sean and, and legalities. Mm. Many and issues. The, yeah. the booking from many, many years ago when he was arrested. We're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to deal with that and, uh, and maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll see if we can get him on a plane or something. I hear there's a boat. If we can get him on the boat uh, sometime mm. before the beginning of May, we may or may not be able to get him to Canada. It depends. There's a lot of issues with, with containers and pricing and, and the price of the price of gas. And, you could and, just marry me, war. Mark. And, you know, I would be officially Canadian then. Oh, they could get married. Yeah, get married. that's how it works. Hang on. Um, Wendy? <laughs> we get divorced? Sean wants to get married. 
I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. She'll be okay. She's still sleeping. So that's that's happening. The feedback at ami.ca is the uh, the. Have I killed enough time, Stephen? Yeah, well done. Uh, That was was excellent. Well done. How much more time do you need to kill? Oh, that that I'm I'm fine with that. I was I was actually just going to mention I bought the strangest thing this week. Oh no! It's exciting to start with what you buy. Uh, I always start with what I buy. I bought this. It's a Sandisk. Um, now, I don't know what the official name of it is. I just know it's a micro USB stick, right? So it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little USB stick. 32 gigs, yeah, it's 32 gigs. Thir- 32 gig, right? Okay, yeah, so yeah. Uh, 32 gig, very nice. And, um, That's huge. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's huge in um, storage, but tiny yeah. because it's it basically when you plug it into something, it goes flush with whatever you're plugging it into. Uh, and what I've actually plugged it into is Has this. Have you ever seen a micro SD card? It's not an SD card. It's a USB stick. Oh, it's, it's a USB stick. It's an actual stick. pen drive. Flash drive. Yeah, it's an actual pen drive. Yeah, oh, but it's one of the flush, flush, flush ones. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so flush, and, and it, it's going to be plugged into this, which is my solo talking book player, which, now this might feel a little bit old school. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I was just waiting on Sean saying that. <laughs> this is going to be, uh, here we go. But this is the uh, solo um, USB player from a company called Kings, and I'm going to talk about it next week because I'm very excited by this. It's a very simple piece of tech. But, you know, holiday time coming up, people going away, they might want to take some books with them on holiday. This is like the audio Kindle, right? And you could take this with you, battery life on it's good. Um, it's not too expensive if something was to go wrong with it, like, you know, it gets covered in sand. Um, I don't know. I think it's quite an interesting one. So we'll get into that next week. I'll do a little demo for you, show you how it works, and now you can decide for yourselves. Uh, in the meantime, though, do keep your feedback coming. Tell us what you think about what we're talking about. And if you've got any suggestions for anything, frankly, you'd like us to talk about, then please do get in touch. You can always get in touch with us here at AMI. Details coming up. Sean and Mark, thank you, guys. Thank Bye. you. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1-844-971-1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.